The Rundown Wrestling Network is proud to partner with Dubby. Dubby is a clean energy drink that is made to give you focus with no crash, jitters, or angst like other energy drinks. Dubby is made in the USA, contains zero sugar, zero filler, zero artificial colors or dyes, and zero gluten. There are no secret ingredients and no special formulas, so you know exactly what you're putting in your body. All of Dubby's flavors are custom-made in-house, so you won't find them anywhere else. And with how much drink mix you get per tub, it works out to a dollar per serving or less. That's cheaper than your favorite coffee shop or canned energy drink. So try Dubby today. Click the link in the episode description or point your browser to dubby.gg and use our code RUNDOWNWRESTLING, all caps, all one word, to save 10% on your order. That's D-U-B-B-Y dot G-G, promo code RUNDOWNWRESTLING, all caps, all one word, to save 10%. Try it out with a starter pack or dive straight in, get a full tub. Get yourself a shaker, get some stickers, get some apparel. Get it all at dubby.gg with promo code RUNDOWNWRESTLING for 10% off. That's W.GG, promo code Rundown Wrestling. You got that rocker, MJ in the house, otherwise known as Marty Janetti. You know how we do rock and roll, strutting and strolling, and we're doing it right here on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Keep on rocking. Yeah. Ding thong! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is the main event of the evening. Please welcome your host for today. Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. Troy is here. Hey, I call them like I see them, all right? Taz is here. I mean, Sal is here. And I'm here. Well, look at it this way. It's the first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick, you work my arm, I work your arm. Same time, same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks anyway. I'm touching my own dick. But you're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for The Rundown. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. My name is Adam. I'm your host. Joining me this week, Sal is here. What's up, buddy? Is that how you welcome your guest? All monotone and everything? Jesus Christ, why did I ever let you host? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hi, buddy. How you doing? How you doing? Hi, Sal. I'm doing very well. How are you? Are you having a good Wednesday? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's do an AS- ASMR cast just for the rest Oh, God. And then on Monday Night Raw, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> I wonder if that's what they do when they have to... before the podcast started. Uh, how you doing, how you it's been It's been good. It's been a couple of weeks since I was here last. I wasn't on last week's show because I didn't have fucking time to watch anything. But you've watched it all by now. I did. I did. I watched every. Watched every. 12 fucking straight hours and don't remember a goddamn thing, <laughs> right? No, I took notes for the stuff we need to talk about this week, at least. Oh, well, some of the stuff we need to talk about this week, there's no need for notes. <laughs> but that being said, uh, what else is going on? I got, I got my car. I can't remember if the last time we spoke I got my car or not. I think maybe we were yeah. on the verge of getting the car. Did I, t- did I talk about the old men? 
Nope. And the waiting at the car dealership? Nope. Holy fuck. Okay. <laughs> I the car itself is great. I love it. It's great. It's a twenty twenty. It's fantastic. It's got a big fucking screen in the middle of it. It has Apple CarPlay. It's fucking great. It's got floor mats, so I'm not gonna destroy the fucking carpet getting in and out of the car like I did in the one. Everything else about this transaction has been a giant pain in my ass. <laughs> oh my god. So two two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Because it was the Saturday that APW was in Derry. And this past Saturday we were back in Newburyport. So two weeks ago. We go, I drive to Portsmouth to pick up the car, which is a forty five minute drive, give or take. Because the car itself is coming from way the fuck up in Maine. Mm. And so we decided this was an appropriate midpoint. We get there. I walk in. I ask the person at the, who's sitting at the desk if they if they know anything about it. I'm like, no, I haven't heard anything. Um, but our, our waiting room is back there. You know, you can you can hang out until they, until they show up. I'm like, okay, sure. Uh, so we go back and we sit. And we sit, and we wait, and we wait. Now we had settled on twelve o'clock as a meeting time. I got an I got a call from the sales guy in Maine saying they left a little late, so they were probably going to be there closer to twelve thirty. I said that's fine. We're running late as well because my kid was sick, so I had to find a way to get to Portsmouth that didn't involve dragging my kid out of the house. Uh, so we got there around like twelve thirty, twelve forty-five ish. 110, I call the dealership again and say, um, you told me 1230 and I haven't heard a damn thing. Do you know where these, where these guys are? And then my salesman goes, yeah, well, well I'll give them a call out and I'll have somebody call you. About 10 minutes later, I get a call. Where, where are you? We're in the dealership, in the waiting area in the dealership. Oh, we're out front. Walk up front, two old guys out front. He goes, how long you been here? I was like, we've been here about four, about an hour. He goes, oh, we've been here like 45 minutes. They got there and decided that since I had told them that I was going to be about half an hour late, that they would just hang out front and wait for us to arrive and not say, go inside and ask anybody inside if anybody had come in to inquire about the Corolla they were handing off today. Classic uh, mix-up. So we wasted a good hour there. <laughs> We're going through the documents, and, I'm, and, I, and I look at the contract, and, and the contract, the, the monthly payment is about $20 higher than we had agreed upon. Mm. So now I have to call the dealership again and speak to the finance asshole. He had called me earlier that morning to offer me the extended warranty, which I had initially turned down because I don't fucking want it. Mm-hmm. But he had, he had then convinced me by telling me that the, the, the payments were actually going to be less than what we had agreed upon originally if we if we did this because he was able to get me better financing. Sure. So I said, fine, whatever. I think he said like 363. Oh. The contract said like 380 something. So I call him. He's like, oh, yeah, because it's, 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 it's main. And you got the, the the warranty. It's the sales tax. I I'd done the price before. I'd kind of that, and I'm so sorry. Uh, if you want, if you want, we can take the car back, and we'll just we'll figure it out. 
I had already sent my ride home at this point, so I was over a fucking barrel. So I was like, no, I'll just fucking sign it. We're here. We're done. I'll sign it, whatever. So I sign it. I drive the car home. I go to the show. Great. A few days later, I get a call from him again. Oh, we, we, um, this was after they asked me to leave a Google review and I left them a three star Google review telling how, talking about how the finance guy tried to fucking screw me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I get a call from him again. He goes, Oh, um, I, I, I realized that since you're in New Hampshire, you don't have to pay that sales tax. I'm like, no shit, Sherlock. I thought I fucking told you that on the phone. So I got to send a guy, I got to send a guy to you with a, with a new contract to sign that has the, the correct terms in it. Shockingly, the new contract shows up and we're back down to 367. Like, you motherfucker. But then I couldn't register the car because I bought it in Maine and so I couldn't use the blue request for title form to register it in New Hampshire. I have to get a copy of the actual title, which the guy uh, at, at the dealership in Maine told me he was overnighting the FedEx on Friday and would get here Monday. It's Wednesday. Haven't fucking seen hide nor hair of it. Sent him an email yesterday. Haven't heard back from him. This this whole fucking thing has been, other than the car itself, this whole thing has fucking sucked ass. This, this does remind me um, of the situation because, you know, for decades in movies, they in TV shows, they would always uh, make fun of the trope of like, oh, fill out these forms and they'd hand you like a stack of forms, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's comical because I have to I have to do all this paperwork, right? The thing is, and you would think in a digitized age that that doesn't occur anymore, but now, if it needs to occur, um, you have to do a digitized form now, <laughs> other than things that need to be signed, like car contracts. But it's funny because, you know, I do tech support for the state, I know I've talked about that before, but the state has all these fucking stupid goddamn rules. So people are like, my software doesn't work, um, and my department paid for this. And I'm like, oh, you got to fill out a form. And they're like, no, I already filled out the form. It just stopped working. I'm like, I know, but that's that's a form to get a new software. You have to fill out a form to repair it. <laughs> so, like, people, they get so fucking mad. And I'm like, dude, it's not me, okay? The fucking state wants you to fill it out, all right? No, you got to fill out the form to request the form that you have to fill out to get the call about the form that you need to fill out to do the thing that you want to do. Don't blame me. <laughs> I'm just the messenger. Yeah, right. Anyway, what was that? What was that? What was that guy's name? Just oh, oh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, WD. I know, but I, fuck. I don't remember. Anyway, um. Luckily, when I bought my car, it was it was painless in the sense that it got done in one day, but it took me seven hours. Yeah, that was that, that was the original Corolla. That was the, the, the when I bought the the old Corolla. Holy shit, we went and test drove it at like nine nine or ten, and we didn't get out of there until like six. Okay, so what I don't understand is I went there the day before, and we talked about everything, and we got a financing deal, and we got it all set. And all I was supposed to do was drop off my car and pick up the new one. And that turned into four and a half hours of my life that I was oh, that, back. <laughs> that was that was another thing that I had to deal with this week. Is 
uh, them finally towing away the old Corolla for Progressive, I couldn't get the rear plate off because one of the screws had fucking rust welded itself in place. And it was just stripping as I was trying to turn the screwdriver to tear it out. So I was out, I was at the store, I think, when they came to tow it away. But my dad was here with the kid. And my dad is texting me. And I had asked them if they could get the plates off because I was just going to use the same plates on the new car. No sense getting it. They're not, they're not vanity plates or anything, but who cares? Just use the same fucking plates. That's what I did for this car. <laughs> so, so I get a text from my dad saying, oh, they had to, they had to break it, but you just need some super glue. And I'm like, the screw? He's like, no, the, the play. I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. I get home and I have my, my license plate frame, which is the other reason I wanted to take plates off because I wanted to save the frame because it's a Doctor Who frame. But I can't find the plate. And I asked my dad, I'm like, where are the plates? And my dad goes, oh, they took them with them. I'm like, why? Why would they why do, do that? Why do you think I would ask you to have, why would you, why do you think I would ask them to take them off if I, if I were just what is going to have them take them with them? He goes, oh, I thought you just wanted the frame. I'm like, I just fucking... <laughs> Being an adult sucks. Oh, God, yes. It fucking sucks. So much. There are times where, like, it's like a, a Sunday night, and I've finished everything I have to do for the week, and my kids are in bed, and I, I'll play a video game, right? And I'll sit there, and I'll be like, ugh, 40 years old, why am I playing a video game? And then, like, Monday morning hits, and all fucking hell explodes, and I'm like, because I deserve it. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> I get the I get the other I get the other end of it too, because of the ADHD. I think it was Monday. I ran out to run a couple errands and I got home, and it was like it was like one thirty. I was like I could play, I could play some two K twenty three. And then I sat down, and did exactly not that. Yeah, that happens too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can't tell you how many nights I'm like, oh, I'm going to go and finish that fucking RPG I've been playing on PS2. And it's like, all of a sudden, it's like, no, I'm tired. I'm old. I'm just going to go. I I played it for a little bit yesterday. I got the the Suplex City match done in showcase mode. And um, I did a match in, in universe mode. But I did the two matches, and I was like, uh... I think I'm done for now. <laughs> That's what happens to me, dude. I'll finish like a mission or something, and I'll just be like, "All right, it's enough." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, That's why I like platformers because I have to beat it if I start it, and they and they're simple like retro platformers. So yeah. Um, Speaking of platformers, mm-hmm. uh, I think you mentioned last week, but uh, we went and saw the Super Mario Bros. movie today. Ah! What'd you think? <laughs> I I enjoyed the hell out of it. Wasn't it great? It's I, not I, perfect. No. It's not perfect. But it's really good. It's good, it's man. It's really good. And it's it's kind of a little bit of that Sonic the Hedgehog formula that they used, where the character is, like, witty, but he, stuff also happens to him, and, like, it's... I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I... <clears throat> There were a a couple of flaws, a couple of things that bugged me. 
first of which being Illumination's insistence on just inserting pop songs as background to sequences. They when do they don't, when they don't too. really need to be there. Like I don't need, I don't need to watch Mario doing his little training montage. That you can play, you can use regular music for that. I don't need to be watching that and be hearing. I need a hero. I don't need that. Uh, there was another, oh Illuminations God. does that a lot. They did that. I feel like. I, there was a, in the Incredibles whatever, I at whatever point. At, isn't the Incredibles Pixar? Maybe. Um, at whatever point, fucking take on me by Aha shows mm-hmm. up in that movie. I'm like, mm-hmm. why the fuck is this song playing now? <laughs> what is this? And it's it's an Illumination thing because they did the same thing in fucking Shrek. That's what it was. It was Shrek. And so, so it's that's what they Somebody do. Somebody once told me that's Sorry. that's what they do in these movies, but it felt so fucking weird in this movie because the rest of the music in this movie is fancied after the 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 music from the Mario games, and mm-hmm. it's fucking incredible. Except for the Jack Black special, that was amazing. <laughs> so. You go from you go from like a full orchestral of the the castle theme from Mario sixty four. Mm-hmm. I need a hero. Yeah, I know, I know. This is, that it is very ham handed when they do that. And the other thing. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Princess Peach, there is something off about her face. Really? Okay. And it was weirding me out the entire movie. It's not like not an uncanny valley thing because obviously it's 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 the video game character models. Mm-hmm. But I'm just sitting and I'm watching that and I'm like, there is something wrong with her face. And I'm talking about this on Discord with some friends of mine in one of the servers that I'm in. And my other friend was like, yeah, I had to do a deep dive on that the other night because it was bugging me. Her mouth moves wrong. And I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Her mouth moves wrong. For whatever reason, with the other characters, it's fine. With Bowser and Toad and Mario and Luigi and all the other characters, it's fine. But whoever was in charge of animating the lip sync on Princess Peach done fucked up. Oh, what the fuck? Now, to be fair, I didn't notice that because there was all these fucking kids in the front row that were misbehaving the whole time. And, and it, but as soon as my as soon as my friends uh, Kelly, you know Kelly, yeah. as soon as Kelly said that, I was like, "That's fucking it. That's what oh that was. What was fucking bugging me about her stupid face." Now I'm going to see that as soon as I see it again. Mm-mm-mm. But other than that, the movie is fantastic. Yes. It is. It's my kid loved it. I was I, I had this thing and I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to record him telling me what he liked about the movie. Except I said, what's your favorite part of the movie? And his favorite part of the movie is a huge spoiler from the end of the movie. So we're not going to play that on the show. Mm-hmm. But needless to say, he loved the movie. Uh, my dad went with us as well. My oh, dad nice. hates going to the movies because it's loud. <laughs> and it fucks up his hearing aids. Uh. <laughs> and I and it's not wrong that the, they played um, the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer before, and it was so fucking loud. Like, oh my god, 
but my 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 friends my friend Zach asked me this earlier. Uh, he's like, "What's your what was your favorite part?" I'm like, "Oh God, what was my favorite part?" Because there's so many good fucking parts. Like the like I said, the, the the all the Easter eggs and everything. But I think my favorite part is right in the beginning when we're watching the commercial. What is the music under the commercial? It's from the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. It's do the Mario from the yes. Super Mario Brothers Super it's Show. It's the Mario rap, yep. Oh my god, the joy that that brought me. Oh, same. Because <laughs> I, oh I watched that show every fucking day. <laughs> oh, I did too. So I did too. And, and I remember it fondly. I even remember some bits of the cartoon, although they all kind of blend together because mm-hmm. it was an 80s cartoon. Mm-hmm. But... I remember all the Legend of Zelda episodes on Friday. But Excuse me, Princess. There it is. Um it's it's so funny. Have you what? seen have you seen the supercut of that on YouTube? No. It's awesome. You, somebody somebody did a supercut of all the times Link oh said, Excuse God. me. It's so good. I'm gonna look that up after. I'll find, I'll find it for you. Um, no, it, it was it was a lot of fun. I think one of my favorite parts was actually in the first trailer when when they're invading the like the penguin king, kingdom. Yeah, they're throwing snowballs at them, and they're just yeah. like. And this Man. isn't this isn't the spoiler because this is the very first sequence in them. This is the cold yeah. open of the movie. It's, it's, like, do you yield? I do not. <laughs> so good, and Jack Black. Jack Black's great. Fucking kills it mm-hmm. as Bowser. Amazing work. I yeah I love the whole fucking thing. It there's it's it's got the it's got the bright colors and the bright sequences and all the fun stuff for the kiddos. It's got all the fucking Easter eggs and the little tiny jokes for for the grown-ups. I, think I love the, the funniest, fact that they went. One of the funniest things in the movie to me is right before the uh, is right before the wedding when the two guard the two Koopa guards are standing outside the gate. And they're they're dropping off all the wedding gifts, and somebody drops a coin. And right before you cut away, you see one of the Koopa guards trying to reach out with his foot to try and slide the coin over, and then it just cuts away. And I'm like, that's fucking hilarious. It really is. Um, no, I love the fact that they put Easter eggs from every generation. So, like you said, yep. there's stuff from N64. There's stuff obviously from the original NES. There's stuff from the Super the big, Mario World. The big Princess Peach stained glass window in the castle. Oh, that was fucking- beautiful. Oh, it's it's fantastic. The it's stuff fantastic with Mario Kart. Game. I mean that, that that's not a spoiler either. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you uh, did you stay through the credits? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, so you saw the the two uh, the two credit scenes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I had to make sure. I had to, <laughs> I had to force my, my the two of them them two to stay because I'm like no, there's something. I'm not gonna tell you, but there's something. And so, Thank, thanks to Marvel, I, you know, for right. or worse, no longer get to exactly. leave any movie where I take my kids when exactly. the when the movie ends. I'm not allowed to. I literally have to stay there for like 30 more minutes. Yeah. Um, real quick on movies, though. So, oh, the, sorry. The other the other big laugh I had was was when Princess Peach decides to go to the Kongs to to get their army, mm-hmm. and the, to- the Toad's are like, "Who's that guy?" And she's like. Nobody. Just <laughs> grabs him with the pipe. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I tried to explain to my to my youngest, who has played Donkey Kong Country on the SNES Classic, I tried to explain to her who Cranky Kong is. And then, like, 20 minutes later, she was like, oh, the old guy from the video. And I'm like, 
Yes, that's what I said. He's from Donkey Kong Country. Canonically, canonically, Cranky Kong is the original, the original Donkey Don- which I tried to tell her that. From Jumpman. Yes. Which you can see a sign for in Punch-Out Pizzeria. Yep. I will say, Fred Armisen made some choices in his voicing of Cranky Kong, and I'm not sure I'm here for them. But I love how I love how Seth Rogen was like. I'm just gonna be me, and that's and that was like good enough. We were like, yeah, yeah. that fits. That, that, that works. <laughs> uh, what kind of disappointed me and or surprised me? So you go to the movies now; they'll have at least ten previews before the movie. And I'm looking at stuff that's coming out this summer. And like you mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy three. I got like four or five, but yeah. Yeah, that was probably exaggerated ten, but it definitely was five or six. But we had we had Flash. Okay, yeah, we had Flash. We had Flash. We had the new Miles Morales, which looks amazing. Okay. Uh, we had the Little Mermaid. Yeah, we got the Little Mermaid. And then I think Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that was it. Okay, we got a movie. I don't know. It was uh, it was some <laughs> it's animation kid. movie about like squids or something. I don't know. It was very cartoony. That was weird. Um, and then we also got... It, it was... The, what upset me about it, I don't even remember specifically, but what upset me about it was that some of these movies that are coming out are not good, and they already look bad, and you know if the trailer is <laughs> bad, it's like, ah, oh, this is going to be a rough summer. <laughs> yeah, we went to Chunky's, so we showed up early. Because Chunky's does the... The food. Mm-hmm. So you sit at tables and they bring you they bring you food. Um, and so, so we're sitting there. We order, we order our lunch. Where food comes and my kid goes, how how long until the movie? And it was like the movie was at twelve thirty. It was like twelve fifteen. Like it's like fifteen minutes. Then the lights slightly go down and the previews start. And he goes, when's the movie gonna start? I'm like after the trailers. And he goes, when are the trailers gonna end? Oh my god! <laughs> I said right before the movie. All right. So, unfortunately, this is not the movie movie podcast, <laughs> and this is not the uh, Mario podcast. Although, although, if I was thinking of podcast ideas, I mean, yeah, because we because we have time for another one of those. <laughs> hey, it was always your ideas, buddy. Let's be honest here. So. Oh, that was the fucking movie. I'm sorry, I'm looking it up on here on the side. <laughs> Doggone. It was some stupid family comedy. Like, fuck out of here. Oh, and then this one was... Uh, uh, hold on. Super Mario Brothers movie. I know about that. Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. That's like- the book that they've decided to make into a movie. I like how we started to segue, and you were like, nope, wait, fuck you, turn, fuck you. Oh, um, uh, the animated Spider-Man movie across the Spider-Verse, and I'm just like, yeah. why is there a Spider-Man movie every year? I don't know. I feel I feel like I they've, run, they've, run out of, they've run out of ideas, 100%. I thought it looked really good. Yeah. I enjoyed the trailer for that movie. All right. <clears throat> the Flash what do you want to talk about? The Flash movie, not so much. Oh god, that looks horrible. I'm not a DC. And I love anymore, how but... I 
I love how because it's a DC because it's a DC movie star featuring Batman, you have to shoehorn in there. I'm Batman. I'm recording, sweetheart. Sorry. I'm not helping you with your homework tonight. You are in sixth grade. Figure it out. <laughs> anyway. I'm leaving that in. Uh, <laughs> what were you saying? Segwaying? Riding a Segway <laughs> off a cliff? Uh, you want to just go in order? No. No, 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 we got, we got, we got to do it. We got to talk about the f- big reveal on Monday Night Raw. I'll let you set the table. That it's not a six man tag; it's a street fight between Bad Bunny and Judas Priest. I was thinking more of the new title introduced. Like- <gasps> oh, yeah, Hunter. I love when they when they do sh- this shit when the little graphic pops up in the corner and it says Triple H has an announcement that will rock the world. I'm like, all right, relax. It was it would rock the WWE to its very foundation. <laughs> to its very foundation. Earthquake is coming back. Um, <laughs> just ask the king of Saudi Arabia. Um, yeah, so so Hunter's big announcement was that in the draft, which starts on Friday, more of that in a moment, more on that in a moment, um, Roman Reigns is eligible for draft. And whichever brand he gets drafted to, the other brand will have a tournament which culminates at uh, the former king slash queen of the ring event, which has now been renamed, uh, rebranded to Night of Champions, in which we will crown the new WWE World Heavyweight Champion. And I'm going to assume that this isn't going to trace its lineage back to the previous WWE World Heavyweight Champion, which is what they called it when they merged the the the, the current... WB Championship with the uh, Big Gold World Heavyweight Championship, and they had Randy Orton and John Cena and whoever carry around both belts for a while. I assume they're not going to trace it back to that. No. I assume this is going to be a new thing. Um, <laughs> okay, before the internet. Okay, before we even, uh, there's a few things about Triple H's announcement I do have to discuss. First of all, it bothered me on a snarky level. That when he came out there, they introduced him as WWE Hall of Famer Triple H. No CEO, no COO. We oh, all no. know he's pretty high up there on the corporate ladder, if not <clears throat> the guy. He's he's 1A, okay? Why do we not acknowledge that? Why do we have to pretend like nobody knows how high up he is on the corporate ladder? I- my my gut instinct is that because when he was being billed as the COO, that was the storyline. <laughs> it was not. It was when he was in the authority. Okay. And he was a bad guy. Yeah. Fair. 
So now him and Shawn Michaels just just get to make matches because they're they're Hall of Famers. He's a Hall of Famer because he was a member of DX and he Mm. was a good guy. Got it. So the other thing, ah, what's old is new again. Okay. I like that he talked about Roman and how awesome Roman was, but in the same fucking segment, he then goes on to be (laughs) like, you deserve a champion that will defend the title and that you can be proud of and that doesn't have to beg for your acknowledgement. And I'm like, what the fuck? And that'll actually show up. How You can't do that. You cannot bash. You cannot tell me that Roman Reigns is the greatest wrestler who ever lived. Notice I said wrestler, not man. And because I hate that fucking guy and it's stupid catchphrase. And you cannot tell Austin Aries. You cannot tell me that he's the best champion that you've ever had, but fuck that guy because he didn't—he doesn't really show up for work. We're going to give you a real champion on one of the shows. We're not telling you which one yet. Yeah. Does that make any fucking sense? No, it's a little weird. And then Seth Seth dug into it also in, in his little promo later on. Um, Seth's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. And I enjoyed watching Corey Graves make, uh, make faces in the background in response to it. That was fun. All right, now we did but, talk about this. All again, I will say, I will say this until I die. This entire segment works much better if we have Cody as the guy who slayed the dragon and took down Roman Reigns. The Triple H segment. Yeah, okay. if Cody wins the undisputed title, that's the guy who beat Roman. That all the. That you know, he ended the history making thing and da 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 da. Okay, and Cody, that's great. You will forever be the WWE champion, but we need a champion on each show. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. so okay. so when you get drafted, the next person because then nobody's had a chance to fight Cody for the title yet. And that, and that's fine. Cody starts fresh as the champion of one show. Do you know what I mean? And, this, also then, and also then they don't have to introduce a new belt. This is like, well, nobody can beat Roman, so we're not going to try anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah, it, is, it, it, is, it is a very solid argument that this is the second place championship. And um, it feels like it, like... And okay, now to the design of the belt. I I do, I like it. The internet shit all over it because the internet loves to hate things. I get that it's an homage to the original World Heavyweight Championship, which was the original big gold belt from WCW. I get that. Mm-hmm. But putting the WWE logo right in the middle of it now makes it kind of remind me of the Intercontinental Championship, and now everything's got that design, and then now it's either it's either the UFC style that, well, you know, that has been there for the past four years, or it's this style now, where it's like too circular and symmetrical, so it looks like a class ring? I don't know. No, I don't think so. I mean, I certainly, uh, we all had the discussion when the new Intercontinental title was unveiled, how it looked like a Hall of Fame ring. Uh, right. But uh, I have no issues with it now. I think I've got, we've 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 gotten used to it. And yeah, like you said, having the lo- having the logo <laughs> having the logo in the middle of the belt is 
branding. Oh, and yeah. so it's it's across all the titles. I mean, not so not so much the United States Championship, which is still not my favorite title design. But see, you know what's funny about the United States Championship? That one has the eagle. <laughs> I would have preferred the eagle on the New World title. You know, we were supposed to get the winged eagle belt back. No. No. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, yeah, it's... So... Might as well dive Also, into I realized something. I realized something. Okay. A belt... It doesn't matter what a belt looks like. I mean, unless it has a horrible, obnoxious red strap, because that shit was kind of weird. But or it looks like, or it looks like a butterfly. Right. It it matters who holds that belt. Like you put that belt around Cody's waist, it's it's a great belt. You put it around Rollins, Bobby Lashley, same thing. Right. It is a great belt because it has a great champion. Um, and then I will get used to seeing the belt, and I will see it as a world title. Seeing it on a right. pedestal, it just looks like Andre Androfi. <laughs> okay, but what you're almost advocating for is what happened with the original world championship, world heavyweight championship, which was Eric Bischoff saying, "Oh, well, we lost our champion to SmackDown, so here you go, Triple H." No, no, no. I don't want them to just hand it to someone. I'm just saying that once somebody wins it, I think I'll 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 start liking it more. You know, start seeing it get carried around. Okay, then like stop you said. bitching now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm but bitching because I told you this is what they were going to do, and I didn't want them to do it. But okay, this I feel is as good as uh, as good a time as any to to address these rumors. Um, the word going around is that the draft is. If you want to call it Triple H's official takeover, whatever you want to do, is that this is where Triple H is really putting going to start putting his stamp on the product as creative guy. And so this is him molding the rosters, molding the talent, molding the shows the way he wants them to be. And we've talked about it countless times on this show is that they have with the way, the way that uh, the old man just decided to unify these titles just wrote them into a corner and there's they and for, for whatever reason they have bypassed the number of decent opportunities to separate the belts without it being stupid if that's because of the old man or in spite of him who knows but with this being Hunter taking the reins finally fully and being like, all right, we're going to do this my way. And I, I, it's, it, to me, it, it, I have, I have high hopes. I'm, I'm very interested to see how the draft plays out uh, on Friday and Monday and see who goes where, see who gets called up, see who ends up on what show. Uh, see where Roman ends up and which show ends up with this new title. Um, like I said before, I like I like the title. I like the design of the title. I think it looks cool. It, it like you said, it harkens back to the to the big gold belt without being the big gold belt. It has it's it's unique enough that it's not just oh it's just a redux. It's that all over again. 
so I don't mind it. I don't, I don't, I don't mind the, the WWE logo being in the middle. It's got the kind of globe behind it, which I think is, is looks cool. And I'm, and I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. Now, who you you've mentioned a couple of names already, but who would you who do you think wins that tournament at Night of Champions that that culminates at Night of Champions? Who do you see being the first? new world heavyweight champion first i would like to say give me a real tournament give me three matches in one night give me like king of the ring style like i want it to go down that night okay Okay. second second i will say so you want you want a wrestlemania four sure but that that was 16 i only want (laughs) secondly i do want to say night of champion if you want to make this really launch draft Roman to Raw. Okay. Because then at least it feels fresh. And then we can see, you know, out of the SmackDown draftees, who is going to vie for that title. That being said, if everybody, you know, obviously people like Chad Gable probably aren't going to be in this tournament. But maybe he is. If you take the best of the best WWE has to offer, my money on who wins this belt is probably going to be Lashley. Not that that's great, but it's not bad either. And he's a very deserving champion. Still has a lot of... uh, He's better when he has a mouthpiece, but he's... He's a guy that will, would go in there and fight every other week and defend the title regularly and look like a million bucks doing it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair. 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 Who do you think it would be? My thought process um, was similar, but um, I feel like um, the best person to, to, to start that title off on a good foot, someone you mentioned before, be Seth Rollins. That is my other choice. And that is actually my preferred choice as opposed to what I think they would do. I want to see Seth get it because in reality, Seth is right. He's the only one that Roman didn't beat. Mm-hmm. And that alone. And you know. Seth Seth is enough of a character with enough of a following. Has he, He's got that that it factor, if you want to call it that. And he's that talented, as we saw in the match against the Miz and every other match he's had, really. That that is a that is someone where you go. We need you. We need you to make this a thing. So we're gonna give you this, and we're gonna send you out there, and you're gonna make it a fucking thing. And this, in my opinion, would be different than when he finally won the Universal Championship from Brock Lesnar. And it will be different because at that point, Seth was just, I'm happy to win, uh, go lucky, everybody get behind me because I wrestle good, Seth. Since then, he's put in a lot of time to get a character going, to get Mm -hmm. the outfits and the the bravado and everything. And now I think he's a different uh right he's a different on-screen character i like what he is now it's a very high profile character 
And like you said, he can he can pull a good match out of anybody, which is why I think they're having him go against Omos at at, uh, at Backlash. Um, and that he that is a guy. When you you give this title to a guy like that, who can have a good match with a fucking broom, because that is how you establish the championship as that top tier thing, and not just as eh, a second place belt. Also, it it's does like you give it to, if you give it to Dolph Ziggler, if anybody gave a shit about Dolph Ziggler. Right. Also, it does it does help me to remind myself that me, you, Jason Troy, all of us that have been watching since we were young, we're kind of in the minority. Like we're like the last of a dying breed, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not their fault that we've already seen this four times. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so to be fair, I was a little annoyed because I was like, oh, we just did. But the problem is, like, for people who didn't see the original WCW, you know, and Jericho with the two belts or fucking Brock with the two belts, like, this is new for them. Granted, it was six years ago or seven years ago when, when they made the Universal title. But what can you do? <laughs> so, we just thought it was funny because they decided to combine the World Heavyweight Championship and the WWE title. And then so quickly after they combined it, they were like, uh, new belt. Brand split. <laughs> we're going to do another brand split. Right. Guess we need a title on Raw. Let's make it red. Yeah. Now, that being said... I did hear one rumor that piqued my interest this week. What would you think if they took Roman's championship belts and made it one belt with a gold strap? Same design, gold oh, strap. No? I don't know. I saw I've a design seen, online that looked really nice. See, I've, I've also seen mock-ups of it, and it just looks, it looks like a fucking toy. Okay. All right, yeah, I can see that. But, we'll but that's, see. The other, that's the other thing is people are talking about. Well, are they are they going to finally merge officially merge the the Uwu title beyond the name and have it should be just one belt again? And I had that thought, and we talked about it in the host until it was until I think it was Jason reminded me that no, it's the WWE, it's the Universal title that he's had for almost a thousand days. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to get rid of the WWE title, obviously. No, of course not. But they can't, they can't just be like, it's not the universal title anymore because that's the belt that Roman's held for nearly a thousand days. Are you this. sure they can't? You sure they can't just be like, he's been WWE champion for almost a thousand so days. So I feel, so I feel like what they're gonna do is it's got Roman's gonna carry around because it also looks good to have for Roman to have the two belts because it's what Roman do, and you've got. And it, and it gives Paul Heyman something to do with his hands. Um, <clears throat> so I feel like after Roman loses the belt, then maybe whoever that is will be like, I just want this one. Can I just have this one? <laughs> after he loses the belt, if they wanted to retire the Universal Championship, officially end its lineage yeah. with Roman being the final Universal Champion, right. I'm fine with that. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, like when, said, like, when they, John, like when John Cena handed Ric Flair the World Heavyweight Title, and we were back to just the WB title. 
He did that after he beat The Rock, didn't he? Uh, not immediately, but yes. Yeah. Okay. Because okay, that's the other thing. Because we we've played this game on this show before, where <laughs> years and years ago, um, because Triple H you know, in character decided that they were going to combine the WWE Championship and the World Heavyweight Championship, we watched Randy Orton carry around two belts for six months, and then we watched Daniel Bryan carry around two belts for a month and a half before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. And we watched John Cena do it, and then we watched Brock Lesnar do it for like a year, and then finally Brock got his own title, kind of, but he still had the World Heavyweight one, because instead of the fucking Scratch logo, it was now like the pointy logo. <sighs> <laughs> We've seen this. But anyway, let me tell you very quickly, who I don't want to see win the title as the inaugural champion. Top of the list, Cody Rhodes. Top of the list, Cody Rhodes. Because and, then it doesn't mean a goddamn thing. And it feels like a consolation prize. Mm-hmm. And that's not how I want him winning the, his first world title. If, it, if no. a Rhodes is going to win the world title, then make it like it would have been at, at WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Make mm-hmm. it a big deal. Even if he is the one who ends up beating Roman, that's fine. Because that's that big deal. He's the one that ended the streak. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> but not only do I not want to see it be Cody Rhodes, I do feel like it should be a babyface. Which is why Lashley makes sense, Rollins makes sense. I feel like you will piss off people if you make it a heel. Considering that we already have a world title on a heel, we've had one on a heel for three years. So yeah, yeah. So don't do that. Not that I think that there's like a heel that like I absolutely would put the world title on. But can you imagine if they gave it to like I don't know, fucking Baron Corbin? <laughs> you couldn't think of a heel that would actually be worthy of holding the world. Who Omas? Like who's who's a heel? Brock. God, oh, oh my God. God! People would revolt if they put it on Brock. <laughs> we went. We need a time. We need a champion who's not a part timer. Brock Lesnar. Some people online were joking that the reason Triple H turned his uh um turned his his speech so quickly in the middle of his promo and talked about how like you need a champion you can be proud of is because he was going to put it on himself. <laughs> My favorite meme was the one going around that the, the caption of the picture said after SummerSlam 2024, and it was a picture of Roman Reigns holding up the two titles, and then had the they had photoshopped the world the WWE World Title around his waist. <laughs> well, that's the other problem. You can't call it undisputed anymore. I mean, you can until Night of Champions, I guess, but. Well, no, it's the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. It's undisputed. It means nobody can dispute he is the champion of the company. He is the WWE and Universal Champion of the company. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else did you want to talk about from SmackDown Raw? Uh, la, 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 la. Well, okay, the thing, I, the thing I jokingly mentioned earlier, uh, we had all assumed a, a, a six-man uh, between Judgment Day and Bad Bunny, Rey Mysterio, and Phantasma, whomever. Um, but no, turns out we've got ourselves a street fight at uh, Puerto Rico Backlash. 
between Bad Bunny and Damien Priest. Which is fine because they'll all all the rest of them will get involved anyways, uh, but just not officially now. And I think it's an interesting choice to make. Um, because we we know that Bad Bunny has shown himself to be very talented in the ring, um, surprisingly so. Maybe not maybe not surpri- as surprisingly so as as Logan Paul, but um, still uh, has has shown himself to be quite competent. And you can hide stuff in a street fight because you're going to do the Gaga with the the weapons and whatnot. And like I said, you're going to have all the other the LWO and and and, and uh, Judgment Day there to 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 Gaga as well. Um, but I I find it interesting that this is the route they went and not the six man, where you can't just be like, let him tag out for a bit. Obviously, like you said, they're doing a street fight so they can hide certain things and, and work around stuff. But booking wise, for your first show in Puerto Rico in years, I think it's interesting you're forcing the crowd to boo Damian Priest. You know what I mean? Um, and the, the other thing is why Priest? Well, because he is from Puerto Rico, or he's Puerto Rican but, you know, heritage, but... <laughs> but at Mania, Bunny cost Dom the match against right, Brett. Right, So why wouldn't... You would think... But Priest Bunny put, and Dom would fight. If they <clears throat> Priest put well, Bunny through the table. Priest, yeah. you know, took him out, essentially. My issue is... You go after Dom Dom, you get the Priest. There's got to be a reason they did this. Either Mysterio doesn't want to go to Puerto Rico, because I figured we were getting the next chapter in Mysterio versus his son. Right? Mm-hmm. Or, like you said, they're going to be out there anyway. You know, they'll have everybody interfere so Bunny can believably beat Priest. Maybe. Perhaps. But... I don't think there's anything wrong with it, because like you said, it's a street fight, so it'd be a lot of gaga, as it were. Mm-hmm. But also, do you not have Dominic like in a match? That seems weird. Right. It's a really hot heel right now. I don't understand why he wouldn't. Right. Hmm. Plans yeah, change, yeah, it was just, it was, it was just <laughs> interesting. It was just interesting to me that, that that that's the way they decided to go with it, and not the not the six man tag. When you've got the LWO right there. They you want, know? I think they want Bunny to have a singles win. I don't think he they, has one, so maybe he wants one. <laughs> I can look real quick. All right, while you do that, <clears throat> there is some discussion, there was some discussion about Vince McMahon doing a couple of rewrites to Raw. Some people say it never happened. Some people say that he rewrote there was supposed to be a match between Candice LeRae and uh, Piper Nevin. No, and, his uh, his only direction. two matches his only two matches were the tag match at WrestleMania 37, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest mm-hmm. defeating Morrison and The Miz, and then he was in the the Rumble. Okay. So yeah, he doesn't have a one on one victory. So he doesn't have a one on one match. Well, he does now. <clears throat> um. I don't know if it's true if, if Vince scratched the Piper Nevin 
uh, Candice LeRae match. To be honest, it's not that big of a deal if it is true. I'm sorry, but those two are, are lower on the on the card in the women's division. Let's be honest. Yeah, let's call it what it is. They don't really get and much they, of a reaction. They haven't done anything with them in weeks. So, and isn't Candice doing mom things right now? Anyways. I mean, in real life, probably, but she's been interacting with Piper and Mia Yim and uh, Nikki Cross. It's all that undercard of, like, the very low tier of the women's division. Because I feel like I haven't seen them on TV in forever. (laughs) So I don't really care if he did nix that segment. Supposedly, they were supposed to also have a match and then was going to get interrupted by Trish, and then they were going to have, like, an in-ring segment with Trish, like a talking segment. Instead, Trish appeared backstage. I thought she did fine. Mm -hmm. I thought it was hilarious, like, how she, um, you know, Kathy Kelly tried to, like, corner her, and she just completely flipped it on her. And, um, (laughs) at the end, she said something like, um, everybody needs to thank me. And Kathy was like... Thank you, thank you, Trish. Okay, thank you, Trish. She's like, See? that's right. See, you understand. <laughs> I thought that was good. Did Trish? No, okay, because I, I, I caught, I heard, I listened to the segment, but I wasn't always watching it because I was doing other stuff. Did did Trish do something to Kathy Kelly during that segment, or did she? Oh, did she look from the beginning of the segment as though she had just crawled out of a swamp? Kathy Kelly looked like she yeah, crawled? yeah. Trish did nothing to her. Okay, because I, I I glanced up at the end of the segment when when Kathy said thank you Trish and Trish did that which was a fucking great line by the way, and Kathy Kelly looked like someone had dumped a garbage pail over her head like it was like her hair was all fucking weird I was like what is Aaron? that's a look I guess <laughs> yeah it wasn't anything Trish did yeah uh, choices were made yes so. What what else? What else you got for me for this week from Raw SmackDown? Uh, Cody did a little strip show for us at the beginning. What the fuck, dude, that was fucking weird. And I enjoy him in the middle of it, acknowledging the camera and going, "This take longer than I thought." Cody had a great promo. I enjoyed Cody's promo because he wanted he was he was talking to Brock about how Brock beat the shit out of him, but he's never going to quit because look at his goddamn shoulder. And the point was. Look at I'm this gonna scar. Take, I'm going to take off my shirt so I can show you the scar on my shoulder where I had surgery on my pec after my pec ripped off the fucking bone and I still fought in hell in a cell, you son of a bitch. Except it took him so goddamn long to take his tie off and throw that into the crowd and undo his cufflinks and take the cle- and undo the buttons and take the shirt, untuck the shirt and take the shirt and I'll throw that into the crowd. When we got to the scar, it did still have that same, like, Oh shit! Impact. But, you know what I but, mean, dude. <laughs> fuck the buttons. If you're gonna throw the shirt into the crowd anyway, just yeah. Fuck the buttons. All right. But the thing is, because it took him so long, and because we all knew that he was taking his shirt off either to fight or for some other reason. Turns out it was for some other reason. The problem is the crowd is like hooting and hollering like yeah. it's at a fucking Chippendales because they're like. Woo-hoo! Titties. People are like whistling. I'm like, it was. Yeah. I mean, 
Cody Rhodes, dashing as always, right? (laughs) Things got a little weird. It it was it was him going back to his dashing roots. Dashing roots, I suppose. (laughs) Um, No, it it did get a little weird. But hey, again, Cody showed he has the ability to 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 go right through the situation. Sorry, I know you. I know you didn't do it on purpose, but Cody showed he just made me laugh. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the promo itself was fine. It just just got, it just got goofy in the middle. It got time. weird. <laughs> uh, okay, now on the one hand, mm-hmm. I am. I really appreciate that in a pay per view that means nothing, and essentially a SmackDown that's going to be focused around the draft. They have somehow made. This match, this rematch between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and the Usos must see television. Because both sides this week made it a point to be like, well, what's going to happen if you lose? Right. Now, on the one hand, it's kind of like, this is, you know, this is a no-win situation. Because if you give it right back to the Usos, I'm going to be fucking pissed. (laughs) But if you don't, now at least you have set the table that the Usos are going to face some kind of punishment if they don't bring back the titles. Mm-hmm. So it all of a sudden becomes a very intriguing title match, regardless of the outcome. Uh, yeah. But, but I will say, if Sammy and Kevin lose, I will be upset. <laughs> No, I don't think I, I don't think they would switch the titles back. I don't think uh, so either. This, this quickly, at least. But the draft is coming. Uh, speaking speaking of which, <sighs> I feel like that somebody put a somebody did a bet backstage. How many times do you think during the broadcast we can say oh, they might not be a team next week? Because Michael Cole said it at least eight times. I was going to say, for about, some reason... About various groups. SmackDown... The Usos, the Usos specifically mentioned it in that backstage segment you were talking about. Like, what if we don't, what if we, if we don't win? And we, we get split up. I don't mind when the talent does it. I mind it when, coming out of every segment in every commercial break, Michael Cole says it. Yeah. And the other issue I had, and maybe it's because Kevin Patrick is inexperienced, but to me it happened more on SmackDown. Like, I thought Corey brought it up a couple times. Kevin Patrick's on Raw. Right. And I think Michael Cole did it more on SmackDown. Okay. In a two-hour show than Kevin Patrick did in three hours, all you know, in, in Raw's entirety. Okay, cause uh, then, that was, then that was a weird way to preface that statement, because you made it sound like, <laughs> I know Kevin Patrick's new. So this is why. So maybe that's why he was worse. No, I think that he, he wasn't I, worse. I okay. So yeah, which is why, which is why I corrected it. it. But what I what I think is because he just forgets because he's too new to like say it every five minutes. But he didn't come off as egregious when he said it this week. It was Michael Cole that was like, "Dude, shut the fuck up." <laughs> and again, I love Michael Cole. I think he does a great job. Mm-hmm. But I don't need that narrative every single match. It's like, uh, 
I'll just throw somebody. A Liv Morgan comes out there, and 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 she's teaming with Raquel, and and Michael Cole's like, you know, these two could be split up in the draft. <sighs> yeah, I I kind of doubt that, Michael Cole. They literally just became a team. Hmm. Out comes the LWO. You know, they could take any one of these guys in the draft. Okay, <laughs> fucking stop. <laughs> Ah, just redundancy. Anyway. Mm-hmm. I can't really think of anything else from Raw or SmackDown that, like, really piqued my well, interest. I did enjoy Seth's segment the... with, with uh, Omas. Okay. Um, I like that, that MVP made it important. Like, hey, a win over you means something because you're a very decorated superstar. And then Seth being like, Good, I'm glad you realized that because I am a fucking very decorated superstar and I'm gonna fucking beat you. Um it did it was weird though that they announced the match on Twitter. Yeah. I was just like, that's a very AW thing to do. <laughs> it is it 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 very much is it feels very random. Like what would it what would have would it really have killed you to have Omas come out there the week before and be like, Oh, I want to fight Seth Rollins? Like that would have been fine. I would have been fine with that. Former multi time world champion, you know, Omas is calling him out. Or have MVP call him out. That's even better. But instead you just randomly announce the match on Twitter and it's like, okay, but why? <laughs> uh Yeah. Because they have had no interaction prior to this, and then they had that segment. I, again, I feel like this is something where they need they need Seth to do something to look very strong going into this tournament because you didn't win the title, mm. and so I think it went over Omas even at a third third tier pay per view like Backlash. I think it means something in that in that respect. But, <clears throat> um. You say you don't have anything else noteworthy from from Raw or SmackDown. How about the Intercontinental title match between Gunther and Xavier Woods? I enjoyed the hell out of that match. I thought it was was a fantastic match. And though it was a a predetermined outcome of a match, um, I thought they, they played up very well. The fact that I think they pushed it just enough on commentary that this was the first time Xavier was challenging for a singles title. Um, and, and they, they gave us enough hope spots that you thought maybe there was a chance. And I thought just the match itself was fantastic. For better or worse, Xavier Woods has for a long time played second banana to his fellow New Day members. Uh-huh. So much so that, like you said, it was a foregone conclusion who was winning that match. Now, they did lay the groundwork in this match, like you said, them hyping up that this is the first time he's had a, a, a title match for a single title. Um, so I appreciated the commentary doing that. And maybe down the road, you do that more often and I can start taking Woods seriously. It's so difficult right now because he's so far back. You know, like I get it if you're starting something, but did I think... What do you, what do you, mean, Woods, by, what do you mean by so far back? He's not beating Gunther. 
not even not not even coming close to beating Gunther. Like this is But why? You, because Xavier Woods doesn't have to be honest. I hate to say it like this, but it's one of those things where you look at Xavier Woods' single run in the WWE, and you're like, who has he ever beat? Okay. Okay. Like you said. Well, like they said, it's his first title match, and I'm like, I mean, right there, you're telling me he's not going to (laughs) win. Not not necessarily. I mean, Um, he's no Santino Morella, but... (laughs) Again, I, I... We agree that it was a foregone conclusion of a match, but I feel like we—I feel like we're saying it was a foregone conclusion for different reasons, um, because I because I think who has he ever beat? But the but also he's been a tag team competitor for most of his career, sure, and has put on myriad of. Very good tag team matches. Oh, he's a very Kofi, good, very good wrestler. But it, it's like so. It's like if you took Dolph right now and put him against Gunther. Again, that's a foregone conclusion. Fantastic wrestler, but he has done nothing for years. Well, well, I, I, we both agree that Dolph has done nothing for years, but I don't think you can say that Xavier has done nothing for years. It's been a while. And. <laughs> Has he stalled a little bit lately with with Big E getting injured and Kofi being injured? Yes, but everything's got to start somewhere. Sure. And I don't think, and I think I I, I say foregone conclusion because now is not the time to take the Intercontinental Title off of Gunther. I don't say foregone conclusion because who the fuck is Kofi King? Who the fuck is Xavier Woods? Sure, I, I get that. Because this isn't AEW, you know the WWE doesn't do ice cold title changes. Do you know what I mean? So it's like if Woods was coming off like this great showing, even um, like okay. if, you, if you if he had um, four or five singles matches like strung together and he was winning, he was like on a roll, and then he fought Gunther on SmackDown, then it's a little bit more believable. Okay. Because what? It, okay. Like- Here's what it sounds. Maybe this is maybe there's a disconnect. So what it sounds like you were saying to me is they're not going to put the title on Xavier Woods because who the fuck is Xavier Woods? Not exactly. What I was saying is because what you've shown me on TV in the past, you know, since he came back from his injury, or well, not even that far. Well, I'll say since he won the King of the Ring and then lost that match to Roman or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, you haven't shown me an Xavier Woods that can be a, a, a successful singles competitor. Okay. Now you say, who did he ever beat? He was the king of the ring. Yes. Okay. If you were so, coming off of that going into a Gunther match, then I believe it more. Because you've shown me he can be um, the guy who takes down the Gunther Intercontinental Champion, um, but he please, please the who, the, the Intercontinental Champion. <laughs> but going into this match, like yes, I love Woods, and I'm glad he stood up to 
You know what this is? This is Riddick Moss. I hate to say it, but this is exactly how I felt about Riddick Moss and Gunther. I thought they had a fine match. Never once did I ever think they were going to put the belt on Riddick Moss because he's ice cold. See that? See that? We agree. See, on, on that we're on the same page that they wouldn't put the, they wouldn't take the title off of Gunther to give it to Riddick Moss because who the fuck is Riddick Moss? But I don't think you can say who the fuck is Xavier Woods in this. In this Fair. In this I, okay. And, and I and I can see why my intentions look bad when I say something like that. It's not. It's not. I love Xavier Woods. I would love for him to be built as a intercontinental champion. Um, right now he's ice cold. I just you know. If they did somewhere, if they did a surprise swap and put the title on Riddick Moss, I'd be pissed. If they did a surprise swap and put the title on Xavier Woods, I wouldn't be pissed. Sure, I see that. Okay. Um, one uh, a a a a a complaint, if you will, a a stick in my craw. The last two weeks on SmackDown, we have had spots where someone has turned the commentary table over on top of someone else. Mm-hmm. And it's the dumbest fucking spot. <laughs> dumbest fucking spot. Because you can clearly see, and so Solo, it's been both times, Solo tips the table over on top of Riddle. And the commentary is like, oh my god, Matt Riddle is trapped! He's crushed. No, he's fucking not. <laughs> he's crushed. You know that table weighs 800 pounds? Look look at this situation for one second. And you can clearly see that the table is leaning against the barricade. <laughs> Leaving Matt Riddle plenty of room to just hang out on the floor. Well... If he's trapped, they didn't say he couldn't hang out on the floor. They said he can't get out. He he, he could get out. He just has to shimmy. <laughs> but the other thing, <laughs> the stupider thing this week, Solo Sokoa trying to turn the table, oh, the commentary table, over on top of Matt Riddle, mm-hmm. and Matt Riddle blocking this maneuver. With his tippy toes. Yeah. The dumbest fucking thing I have seen on SmackDown in a while. Mind you. Because it you. looked so stupid. It, it did. It did. It looked cartoonish. I mean, if we're going to be honest, it did. Um, oh my god, by the power of his calves! So, not recently, it might have been a couple years ago, but there was an episode of SmackDown where Michael Cole tried to claim that that table was hundreds of pounds. <laughs> and it was the same situation. A big guy pushed it over on a smaller guy, and he was like, you know about that ways! Stop. Well, you remember, <laughs> when it inca- you remember when it incapacitated the big show. Yes, I do. That was years ago, but still. Um... My bigger issue was, oh, good, Matt Riddle's back and he's a loser again. Not that he can't lose, but it's just like, why'd you even book this match if we were going to do the same thing we always do with a Bloodline TV match? (sighs) 
Yeah, I definitely agree. Matt, but, but Matt Riddle needed to come out on top in at least in one of these situations. It would have been so easy just to do like he catches solo off guard. I'm not even talking about a roll up, but just like he hits a string of moves, maybe maybe you know a quick fucking um, what's that flippy thing he does off the top rope? Bro, oh, don't so, don't yeah. ask me to remember any of his pun move names. <laughs> Um, if he did let's, that, let's that just agree fun. that it's the bro Derek, even if we're wrong, and just move on. Right? That, yeah, that would have been fine. And the, oh or my even God, just a, even just a quick snap knee to the face out of nowhere gets the gets the roll up, gets the gets the the surprise three, I'd and be, gets out of the ring, and gets out of the ring, and then you can have solo no sell it, jump right back up, be like, what the fuck? Yeah, <clears throat> it works. Yeah, at that point, hundred percent. Yeah, because like you said, right now what we've got now is two weeks in a row of Matt Riddle being a fucking schmuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then backstage, yeah, he was a goof before, but now it just seems worse because he's not tag team champion. He's not playing off Randy Orton or <laughs> ditching Asuka in the middle of a promo. On a scooter. You've got Kevin Owens back there. Sick of his shit. <laughs> and it doesn't play the same. Because if Kevin Owens is sick of his shit, why shouldn't I be sick of his shit? Speaking of which, um, I know that they're they're trying to tell a story. But <clears throat> when, when Jimmy Uso tells Sammy, um, you know, KO's going to turn on you when you lose... And and you're gonna deserve it. It's kind of hard not to agree with them because if I'm Kevin, I'm very pissed at Sammy, just like he was when he's like, "What do you mean you were talking, talking to the bloodline?" Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it when what when Kevin turns on Sammy, I'm gonna be like, "You deserve it." <laughs> <laughs> not something I should be saying. Sammy Zayn was a white hot baby face, yeah. especially not this <laughs> this early in their run. <sighs> yeah. Let's quickly talk about NXT. Spring breaking. Spring breaking. You had a breaking? <laughs> okay, let's start off right at the top here. Let's talk about the D'Angelo family. I just, I just love that the name of this, at least on Cage Match, is Trunk Tag Team Match. Mm. The D'Angelo family versus Pretty Deadly. Now, back in the day, in the old NXT, in the black and gold days, somebody would be going to the main roster, and they'd have this great match, and then at the end they'd wave to the crowd, and everybody would know that they're going to the main roster. Nowadays, you just get stuffed in a trunk. (laughs) (laughs) And then you get driven out to the docks, and then I guess you sleep with the fishes, because mafia movies. Someone. Did we really need to go that far? It's a nice car, though. Sure. <laughs> and I did laugh when we got that in-car segment a little while later. I enjoy. I thought I enjoyed that. Okay, as a guy who's seen every single spoof of every single mafia movie, I rolled my eyes. Just sta- just stacks going in the back and slamming the trunk lid three or four times and hearing the pretty deadly like ah 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 again. I, um, I, I will give credit to Vic Joseph because he said that 
they got the car from Stax's uncle, Henry Hill, which is, of course, the main character in The Goodfellas. <laughs> so you, you can be subtle. You don't have to beat us over the head with it. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, so that's probably what we're seeing for Pretty Deadly, right? They're getting a main roster call-up? Maybe. Or they're getting released, because that's what happened to the last guy that got that got taken to the docks. <laughs> Two times I love you. I'm going to throw your watch in the river. Why can you do this? The day of your daughter's wedding. Anyway. Or the day of my NXT takeover. Okay, so... Do you think the D'Angelo family has run its course? I know they're they're a tag team now, but like, uh, I don't. I think it's interesting to call them a family when it's two people, but, right? Uh, they might as well drop the whole family aspect of it and just be like, oh, they're the enforcers, or they're like the. All of a sudden, he's just stacks D'Angelo. <laughs> it changed the name and don't don't talk about it. I mean, I wouldn't even... Uh, I would rather a full-blooded Italians situation than pretending that Stax somehow works you know, for Tony. You know <laughs> what? I I wouldn't hate a Nunzio cameo down the line. Sure. In fact, that could have been the guy with the car. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> or that's what you do. You drive to the docks, and then you hand the keys to Nunzio. <laughs> <laughs> that would be even better. Anyway. All right. So, I mean, the match was fine. It was one of your typical street fight matches where it's kind of falling all over the place. and Yeah, it was your standard shove a guy in a thing match. <laughs> uh, what did you think of the fire extinguisher spot when they first got stuck in the trunk? <laughs> Not bad. That was all right. That Not was all bad. Right. It was a little it was a little hokey, but it was okay. Uh speaking of hokey, let's talk about Braun Breaker and Andre Chase. Here's my problem with this match. It was three seconds long. No. It was well, it was two minutes long, but two minutes and eight. But here's my here's my problem with this match. The opening the cold open to to Spring Burglary. They were having a cookout. Mm-hmm. They got a little got a little lawn party, and they're playing they're playing cornhole. And Wendy Chu and, and Nathan Frazier are talking about playing cornhole. And uh, Nathan Nathan is teaching Wendy how to play how to how to toss the bag so that it goes in the hole. And she says, "I have about as much chance of making this." As Andre, Andre Chase, Chase has a beating Braun Breaker. <laughs> so uh, why the fuck am I going to give a shit about this match if you've already told me, and it's already painfully obvious, that there's no reason to give a shit about this match? Because we need to see a heel breaker be unstoppable and be a beast, and there's no other way we can do that and there's Andre certainly Chase. no other way we can do that in the next hour after that segment. So I'm sure that's because they had to have a way to make Braun Breaker look like an animal. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Anyway, moving on. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Moving on. Cora Jade versus Lyra Valkyria. That was nice. good. I enjoyed that match. Those two are very Not talented. Um, yeah. Valkyria more than I've ever realized because I've only seen her in in NXT US. Um, I remember you talking about her in NXT UK. You've watched more of her than I have, but she's definitely talented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ava Valkyrie was very, was very uh, enjoyable to watch in NXT UK. Um, still, it was still a little green over there, and has has come a bit, uh, come along a bit now that she's at the at the PC. Um, <clears throat> and I've always said that that I've enjoyed Cora Jade, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I enjoyed, enjoyed this. Also, either before or after this match, it might have been before, we got a uh, earlier today where Dijak attacked Dragunov on his way to the arena. Oh, yeah. And then trapped him under a rolling metal door. Mm-hmm. Which I think they've also... Well, they did that in AEW. They definitely did that on <clears> WWE <throat> once. Yeah. Um, it was fine. I, I look forward to Ilya and... Uh, Dra- Dragon, I mean, Ilya and Dijak kicking the shit out of each other. Yeah, at some point. I don't really like the idea of Dijak losing another feud, but mm. it's Dragonoff. So, this is a guy who I was convinced, I had convinced myself he was beating Walter that first time. Yeah. Fair. Now, what surprised me is after this, right around the 9 o'clock hour, we get the NXT Championship match. <laughs> Why? What's that, my notes? NXT title is only the first hour main event? Yeah. This is fucking Carmelo's first fucking defense. I found out why after the match. Because it wasn't about Grayson Waller. It wasn't about Carmelo's first defense. It was about Breaker. Which is fine. Still, still could have done it at the end. Yes. Um, I have a thing to go off the air to. But we'll get there in a second. Right. So, did Grayson Waller hurt himself during this match? Okay. Um, Because I definitely wrote down, I'm not sure that was the planned finish. Because it seemed... The replay didn't seem to show anything unusual. No, but what was Um, unusual was the cover. The cover and the fact that after the three, he immediately just rolled right the fuck out of the ring. Yeah, like... He just pieced right the fuck out. Not even sold it, just... That's fast as he, and he had a look on his face like fuck. Right. It was a it was an awkward finish. Um. Yeah. So. I, I mean, I we haven't heard anything. Nothing's been posted in the host thread about about Waller being injured. Um. But it was. Uh, it definitely seemed a little weird to me. And um, the worst, <laughs> the worst thing that I thought because. He instantly got up after the three count and, like you said, rolled out. And because he had that look on his face, I was sitting here going, God, I, I kind of hope he is injured because the other option is he has sour grapes that he like, just got informed that he's not going to the main roster or something because that kind of looks like he knows sold the finish and then peaced out. So I hope that's not it. <laughs> Speaking of awkward, there's a, there's a spot towards the middle. Um, <clears throat> they're in the corner 
Carmelo does a springboard off the far ropes, and Waller rolls to the middle of the ring and then hits Carmelo with a stunner. Mm. The fuck was Melo going for? Uh, well, because when he ran, because when he hit the springboard, Waller was in the corner on the other side of the ring. <laughs> he was gonna go coast to coast with a flying headbutt. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then after the match, mm-hmm. Mello sells me on uh, NXT break breakdown. That was called Bre- breaking point. Breaking point. Bre- breaking bad. I don't know. <sighs> um. Because he challenges Breaker, even though he's the champ. But that's fine. That's fine. Um, and he says, let's do it in my backyard. And now all of a sudden, I really, really want to go to that show. Battle, Battleground. Battleground. Uh, yeah, I really want to go to that show in Lowell. But any decent seat is like 100 bucks. There are cheap right. sheets for like 60 or 70 Cheap sheets? Cheap sheets? There's cheap sheets? Cheap sheets? There's cheap sheets. There's cheap sheets. Cheap sheets. Cheap sheets. Cheap sheets. Cheap sheets. Uh, well, if you do get tickets, buy me one, too. Well, I was going to see if you could buy me one, and I'll pay you back. Brother, I got a car payment, man. Man, I've had a car payment, and I'm late on mine this month. Shh. Don't tell me. Was, that was another hassle I had to fucking do. Anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, battle, battle round. Yes. And now, one thing I will say about Breaker. So... The way they shoot Breaker in NXT, he looks like a fucking big dude that would kick the shit out. He looks like his uncle. He looks like Scott, right? Granted that one time he had a cup of coffee on Raw and he fought Ziggler on Raw, you kind of notice that he's not much bigger than anybody else, like height-wise. Especially when you got guys like Strowman and Lashley and, you know, real fucking giant men. But one thing Breaker has that those guys don't really have is that explosiveness. He must have hit mm-hmm. Mello at like 100 miles an hour going through that barricade. <laughs> Good God. Or that wall or whatever. The and then through the wall. And then through the wall. Yeah. yeah. But I made the mistake. Well, I didn't make the mistake. I had to because it was this morning. of watching this with my dad in the same room. Uh-oh. Uh, my dad has never been a wrestling fan. My dad... <laughs> uh, my dad hates it. My dad, I love my dad. I love my dad to death. But my dad is one of those guys who is like, I took karate so I can tell you everything that's bullshit about this. <laughs> and no matter how many times I tell him, I don't fucking care. <laughs> he still will chime in if if it's on. Oh, my dad used to do the same thing. And he used to do it when I was a kid, which was even worse. He'd be like, look, look, I can pause it and slow it down. You can see the boot's not hitting his face. And I'm like, I don't care if you can tell me when the boot hits his face or not. I just want to watch this. And now that my kid's in the room, I can't just go, shut the fuck up. Uh, (laughs) But he does this fun thing now where he he makes some grumble about, I should stop. I know it's just entertainment. That is. Shut up. Um, my, it was right after. It was right, 
it was right after Braun drove Carmelo through the wall that that my dad for some reason decides to go. You might know that. Do they still take all those uh, supplements and shit to look big? <laughs> like I don't fucking know. Oh my god! What kind of a question is that? Good thing you weren't watching a Lashley match. So, you know, on that note, I will I will say on the other side of the coin, it is so fun to watch my 10-year-old watch wrestling and really get into it and, like, cringe when somebody does, like, a big move because she <laughs> doesn't really know it's scripted, and I'm not going to tell her. Yeah. It's so my, much fun. My kid has fun when he comes with me to shows and he'll, oh, sure. he'll chant along with the crowd or at least chant what he thinks the crowd is chanting um, but he hasn't he, he hasn't really taken an interest to watching it on TV when I'm, when I'm watching it on TV um, so I'm not sure what the what the disconnect is there but it's weird because nobody you know none of my children took an interest and then all of a sudden my daughter started noticing that a lot of things that she enjoyed about anime and video games. Oh, there you go. You can also see it. <laughs> so she became absolutely mesmerized by Asuka. There you go. She thought the fireworks and the pyro were amazing. She loved like the whole spectacle of it. And, oh, and what really hooked her originally was, because she's a huge Undertale fan, I showed her the video of Kenny Omega coming out of the sands. <laughs> she marked out. Yeah, my, at, the, at, the, at the APW shows, like I said, he'll, he'll chant what he thinks the crowd is chanting, or what he hears. Do your homework. Which, is, which has, has created a couple of very funny moments for me. Um, the first show that I took him to, um, I featured Nico Silva. And so I introduced Nico and I go back to the table, match and I go back to the table and the crowd is chanting, let's go Nico Silva, let's go. And I hear beside me, this little, he was seven at the time, this little seven year old voice going, let's go Meatloaf Silva, let's go Meatloaf Silva. <laughs> That's great. I'm like, are you saying meatloaf? <laughs> yeah, that's his name, isn't it? <laughs> but then, um, probably like four or five months ago, uh, Mike McCarthy made his return to APW. Do you know Mike McCarthy? Oh, yes. You know his nickname? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, my God. Uh, not the machine. What is it? Oh, my God. Fuck, what is it? He is the masshole, the mass Mike hole. McCarthy. My kid doesn't know that word. My kid doesn't know the word asshole. But the crowd is going to chant, masshole, masshole, masshole. From beside me, at the table, I hear this eight-year-old voice going, masso, masso. I'm like, that's perfect. You just go with that. You just run with that. Masso Mike McCarthy. We'll just stick with the perfect. <laughs> yeah, let's go Meatloaf Silva. Still pops me to this day. My God. Now we've gone off on a tangent. 
as we tend of to do course we show. have because we don't want to talk about this next fucking stupid ah match. i was gonna say and the reason is because <laughs> of the next match the next match is <clears throat> brooksfield reginald jensen <laughs> richard morton <laughs> and kiana james versus josh briggs and fallon henry you did it again, you motherfucker. Hen- Alan Henley. Wow. Lee. And I'm looking at a document <laughs> that says her name. Wow. Henley. Um, like the shirt. Who? Brooks? Henley. It's a, ty- it's a type of fabric. Never mind. Oh, got it. I thought anyway. you were just talking about Brooks's uh, fancy fluffy shirt. Pat Sajak's wardrobe provided by Brooks Brothers. <laughs> so... Brooks Jensen all of a sudden looks like Peter Avalon now. Oh, that's that is that that's a very mean thing to say about Brooks Jensen. But tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> he's got the mustache, he's got the stupid librarian shirt. Um and he's gone full heel. Like he's not even like hesitating. He's just fucking be, like slapping Briggs in the face and like cheating and like all this fucking shit. So, of course, they lose. He's got and no sideburns. He's got his hair slicked back. He's coming to your town with Kiana Henley in the back. Kiana Henley? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> At least I said Henley. Um, so, lo and behold, um, this because Brooks hesitates, kind of? I don't know. He, he stood there waiting for a bus for like 20 minutes before Briggs spun him around and clotheslined him. Actually, I think Briggs didn't even. I think Briggs actually waited until he finally turned around, which I'm not kidding you. Took like two minutes. Clotheslines him to hell, pins him, and then Brooks rolls outside. Kiana's all upset, and he's like, "At least we have each other." <laughs> I love you. Well, I never loved you. She goes all Stephanie McMahon on him. <sighs> I'm surprised she didn't kick him in the nuts. Here's what I wrote. Well, that relationship took a quick, quick but unsurprising turn. Yeah. And then I after st- these guys were beating I the shit out of each care. other, after they were beating the shit out of each other, uh, Brooks turns around and he hugs Josh Briggs and everybody's, they made so, up. It's okay. So everything we've done for the last two months has been completely fucking pointless. Mm-hmm. 100%. Except for now, I guess... Fallon Henley has somebody to wrestle one-on-one with. Who cares? (laughs) Speaking of who cares, I don't remember if this was next, but I I do want to bring this up. Instead of giving the girl a microphone, because maybe she gets nervous with a microphone in her hand in the middle of the ring, they decide to have... um, Oh, my God. Who's the one with the Instagram famous ass? Uh, Gigi Dolan. They decide to have Gigi Dolan grab Vic Joseph's headset and cut a promo into the camera, which I don't agree with at all because you get a better reaction if the crowd can hear it. And she decides to verbally go at uh, her former tag team partner, J.C. Jane, and she says... Since you think you know my family, my brother will be ringside for our match next week. 
Oh, boy. All I can picture is the Bray Wyatt kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this thing with with J.C. Jane and Gigi Dolan, they fucked this up, right? Like, this couldn't be any more ice cold. I don't know. I felt like the turn was done so well. Whether it was the homage to the Rockers or it was the the punt fucking slamming Gigi's head into the door. I mean, sure, I'm sure it didn't help with that JC got injured and had to be off for, for a couple of weeks. But yeah. she came back and cost Gigi the ladder match. Which was good. And then they did this. I don't understand. that This grab uh, Vic Joseph's headset did nothing for me. That Again, she should have had a live mic and she should have cut it in the ring. I think it works in terms of the selling it as oh this isn't on the this isn't on the script this isn't the, this isn't the segment right now so you come and you grab the headset because you know the headset is definitely going to reach the fan the, the anybody who's watching on the television like perhaps JC Jane wherever she might be because because when you and I think it it fits in terms of the fact that these that these two women hate each other, and so you're not gonna that's you're not gonna wait for the theme song to play so you can come out with the microphone and be like, you know, I've really been thinking a lot recently about this whole situation, and JCJ, next week I'm gonna kick your butt. I mean, the the other easy way to do this is the ring announces in the ring for God knows whatever reason, and she's about to announce the next match, and then Gigi comes from the crowd and snatches the the microphone out of her hand. I have no, I have no issue with it. But anyway, but anyway, um, I don't know. It's just like, to me, it's heatless. This whole feud has been heatless. Hopefully, like they can get it back, this. but not not there for it anymore. Mm. Uh, okay, they have a new person in NXT who debuted this week. Mm-hmm. Booker T will never be able to say his name correctly. Uh, his name is Obafemi. Mm-hmm. And Obafemi took Oromenta, who was also new very recently, but... Mm. Less new, because <laughs> he was also in NXT UK. Right. Even though it was under a different name. Uh, he got brutalized. He got victimized. He got got. So, uh, good good showing for Obafemi. Uh, Papa Powerbomb looked nice. I thought he, he really, really nailed that. That was good. Uh, and you can see, there's some raw talent. There's some explosiveness there. So, I'm, I'm, I don't know what it does for a guy like Odyssey Jones. Because I feel like Obafemi has this uh, monster, like, brutality down better than than Jones. <laughs> like you see like Ober uh, sorry, Oba's uh presentation makes him look explosive and dangerous and now that just makes Ozzy Jones look less than. Do you know what I mean? So this dude's part of the the NIL program, the Next in Line program. Yes. Which is the thing that WWE is doing where they're 
looking at folks who've done like college football and stuff and been like, hey, you look like you could be a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in the inaugural class, which was announced December 8th of 2021. Um, but that's really all anybody knows. He, he's Nigerian. Um, like Omas, but that's all, uh, that's all we've got. But already, he seems to have more polish than Omas or Dabakato, who is also a big man in NXT. But he doesn't like, I don't know. You watch a Dabakato match and it's just like, eh. But this kid seems to have it. This Obafemi. He, se- he seems to get it. Yeah. I mean, it was a it was your typical. It was a squash, yeah. Introductory squash match, which I think was interesting that they would have two squash matches on this special event show. Well, breakers. I get this one being here because it's a special event, so you're going to debut the the new big guy on the special event. But yeah, I the other one was was weird. Breakers match, if you can call it that, was just to get heat, just to beat up somebody the crowd liked. Yeah, I guess. Uh, let's see here. Then your main oh, event, main event. Wait, before that, uh, NXT Anonymous caught somebody attacking Sol Ruka in the parking lot. So, is she might be off TV for the foreseeable future? Although maybe she's right back next week and no sells it. Um, Noam Dar showed respect. No, Dragon Lee showed respect to Noam Dar in a backstage. But then. Scripps challenged Axiom? Blech. Scripps. Nothing he does is creepy. Nothing he does is landing for me, by the way. Nothing he does is interesting. Mm. Uh, Drew Gulak is cha- challenging um, Wesley. Good luck. Although that actually, that, that match could be really a lot of fun. Yeah, that should be pretty good. Uh, and then we have our main event. All right. Your triple threat match for the women's championship. Indy Hartwell defending against Roxanne Perez and Tiffany Stratton. A lot of folks going into this thought that um, they were going to take the title off of Indy. And given what happened in the middle of the match... Uh, a lot more people than thought that they were going to take the, the, the title off of Indy. Um, because uh, right there in the middle of the match, Tiffany Stratton leaps off the top rope onto uh, Indy and Roxanne on the floor, and basically all three of them land on Indy's right ankle. Um, and if you look at the if you look at the video of it. Oh. Right, but if you're watching in real time, it's it's very easy not to notice the direction her ankle goes in because it all happens so fast, and then she's right. just down. Yeah. She gets taken to the back and checked out and uh, apparently gets cleared because a little while later, she, and I'm not using this word to be sarcastic, hobbles back to the ring <laughs> to break up a pinfall and... Uh, Continues wrestling in the match. Runs the ropes very awkwardly. Does a couple of other kind of weird-looking spots. And uh, retains her championship. Yes, she did. 
by pinning the one who never got pinned to lose the belt. Yeah. Which was nice because they had an easy out by having it be a triple threat. And if Indy pins Tiffany Stratton, you still have Roxanne being like, I never got pinned for that title. And I think you, you've tied up that bow now. You, Indy is legitimized because she pinned the, the one who never lost the belt. And yet I still I fear that this coming Tuesday we're going to get Indy Hartwell in the middle of the ring. The ankle is worse than they thought, and so I'm going to have to give up the NXT Women's Championship. And so, we're going to have to go through this all the fuck over again. We have had many, many scenarios, especially in NXT, where a champion will get hurt and they will relinquish the belt. It's happened frequently in NXT, actually. But I, I'm one to argue that if the injury is something that's like four to six weeks, you can get around that. You don't need to strip her of the title. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you tear a peck or if you rupture your fucking shoulder, yeah, you're going to have to give up the title. But for this, I kind of hope they just, for lack of a better term, shoot around it and, and she gets to keep the belt. I just remember the name of the I'm just the messenger guy. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's a, like you said, it depends on what the <clears throat> what the injury is. It looked gross. Mm. Um, like Troy shared us Dijak's tweet about how she uh, Indy was completely no selling it in the trainer's room. <laughs> Like a badass. I mean, speaking um, of no selling it, and I, I didn't think that she looked at her post match. I mean, she wasn't jumping up and down, but she was standing up perfectly fine, holding up the belt, celebrating. And I, I would hope that if it was something serious, they wouldn't send her back out there. Like if it was broken, they wouldn't send her back out there to, to finish the match on a broken angle just because she's supposed to win the match. You know, I can't guarantee that's not what happened. I... Well, I mean, no one can guarantee that that's not what happened. I, that's why I said I would hope that they, that that's not something they would do. That they would be able to. It, it, it's been tough for me not to put that on call my mind. something on the if, fly. If I'm going to be critical of every time AEW sends somebody out there hurt, and she really bent her ankle back like that, was she really cleared, or did she just tell him like, "No, I'm fine." A different company. I know. But it's just... It It definitely makes you question the legitimacy of... You know, because this is, this is your main event. This isn't even like a throwaway like squash match. This is like, okay, we have this plan where you're going to win, so... Or maybe it was her, her. Maybe it was in her mind. Maybe she's like, "No, I'm. This is my moment to to legitimize myself and prove I'm not just a transitional champion. I need to go back out there." But again, and then in WWE, I would think that they that they would have actual doctors who wouldn't be like, "Can you count to four? Okay, you're good. Go." Well, again, none of us have the actual information. So right. Just gonna have and that's the thing. See. Anybody can, can speculate. Situation. Anybody can speculate. 
um, her actions over the next couple weeks will kind of be, you know, telling. If, if, if she relinquishes that belt immediately on Tuesday, then you start to wonder, did she go back out there hurt? Um, if she has a match in two weeks and she's fine, then it's like, oh, okay, great, she was fine. You know? So, we'll see. Did you did we mention the the weird little Isle of Dawn Alba Fire promo? No, I think I might have missed it. Because I just remembered that that was a thing that happened. Can't tell you what they talked about. Hmm. But uh, it was dark, and they were creepy. Remember that much? I mean, that's what they do, so... Yeah. Oh, there was a there was one other thing. Um, Joe Gacy challenged uh, Joe Coffey. Oh, right, right, right. To which I say, "Good luck, Joe Gacy." Or I thought maybe, they asked for a ti- for a tag title match. So, Coffey was like, "What? What do my Gallus boys have to gain from this?" And he's like, "Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you fight me one on one? And if I win the dyad." gets a tag title shot. And, again, Joe Coffey's like, why would, Why should I even bother? And he's like, oh, okay, because if I lose, then the, the Dyer will never challenge for the tag titles again as long as Gallus is champion. All right, fine, I'll do it. So, Or until their contract is up. Right. So Joe Coffey is having a one-on-one match with Joe Casey, and I feel like Joe Casey is going to be brutalized. Yeah. Um, and guess what? The diet will never get another <laughs> Shocking, I know, considering their uh, their recent requests. Yep. But good for Joe Coffey. So, on that note, we can we can mention that one of them, I don't remember which, did post a a tweet last week, um, stating that their request to be released had been denied. And that they will not be renewing their contract when it is up in October. So it was Jagger. Is that his name? Rip Rip Jagger, isn't that sure. it? Sure. That sounds <laughs> right. Or is it Rip Fowler and Kit no no no, whatever. Um it wasn't the uh it wasn't Zach Gibson, that's all I know. So <laughs> it was the other one. Okay. All right, so that kind of wraps up this week. Obviously, we are looking forward to the draft. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the draft... Yeah, so we thought, uh, just for funsies, uh, we'd do a little mock draft here on the show, uh, since there's the two of us. I uh, suggested five picks, but Sal wanted to draw this out as long as fucking possible. So ten picks, back and forth. Uh, actually, I have a thing here. So to 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 show you that I'm fair, mm-hmm. uh, give me a number between one and ten. Four. Four. Okay. So the wheel is going to spin for four seconds. Uh, I will let me click this. I will share my screen with you so you can see wow. that I'm not that I'm not cheating here. Okay. Now, what what does this determine? Does this determine? Can you the can you see? Day? Can you see this? Yes. Ah, okay. I do see it. Okay. So first off, this is going to determine who has which brand. So I'm going to spin it. Whatever brand it lands on, that's your brand. Whatever brand it doesn't land on, that's my brand. Fair. I'm going to click it, and it's going to spin. Oh, it's spinning. So you got Raw, and I got SmackDown. All right. I get Monday Night Raw. All right. Raw, Sal, SmackDown. 
Smackdown. Spelled it wrong. Me. Now we're going to spin it to see who goes first. All right. Yeah. Do you want to pick a different number? Do you want to stick with four? Uh, let's go eight. I'll turn it up to eight. Okay. Eight seconds to spin. Let's see who goes first. Now, okay. Oh, oh. Smackdown goes first. If you can't tell, I lost. <laughs> Smackdown goes first. So I get the first pick in the draft here. Yeah. And we're not going to do dumbass Raw gets three picks, Smackdown gets two picks. We're just going to go back and forth and back and forth. And you'll be surprised how quickly this goes. That's why 10, ten picks is going to be nothing. For 10 picks. So. Go ahead, Mr. Overall Pick. Mr. Number One Overall Pick. I'm, I'm actually going to surprise you because I'm not going to take Roman Reigns. If that's, that's the pick. I'll take the I'll take the World Heavyweight Championship. Wow! Because my first uh, my first draft pick, uh, I'm actually going to take the United States Champion Austin Theory. Wow! Because I think that is a solid up and comer <clears throat> you can build a brand around. Sure. I'll take the draw. I'll take the undisputed. WWE Universal Champion, the man who has not been pinned in over three years, Roman Reigns. All right. Second pick. Uh, a man we have discussed plenty on this show already this evening. Uh, the man who I said I believe will win the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. I will take Seth Rollins. All right. So you have Theory and Seth. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the man who I think should defeat Roman Reigns, and I will take Cody Rhodes. It's okay. a good pick. It's a solid pick. Um, let's see here. Now, I, I do want to let you know we discuss, we discuss for those of you listening at home. We discussed this this afternoon in terms of rules and whatnot. Um, you can take tag teams, but not factions. So no, no more than two people per pick. Um, and then after we finished having that conversation, I put no further thought into this. Mm-hmm. So I didn't build a, I didn't build a, a, a draft roster or anything like that. Um, I think though that it is time uh, to fill a, a second division on my show uh, with which. I will take uh, the tag team portion of Imperium, um, Vinci, and I am blanking on Fabian Eichner's new name right now. Uh, Kaiser, thank you. Thank you, Brain. Ludwig, I don't know why I said thank you. When it was Ludwig me. Kaiser. Kaiser and Vinci. Okay. Very good tag team. Very good tag team. Uh... I would be I would be silly if I didn't put his cousins on his show. So <laughs> I will take Jimmy and Jay the Usos. All right, just to recap, 30% through this thing. On SmackDown, I have chosen Austin Theory, Seth Rollins, and the team of Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci. Sal has chosen Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, 
and the Usos. For my fourth pick, I'm going to dip into the women's division and take uh, the current SmackDown women's champion, Rhea Ripley. That is a very good pick. I have been debating on who I want to build a brand around in the women's division, and it is not easy because there are there are established multi-time world champions available. There are up-and-comers. It is it is tough, but I have to go with somebody that I know is not only going to draw money, but she's going to she's going to put the division on her back, and that is one Miss Charlotte Flair. Very good choice. Very good choice indeed. Fifth pick. Oh, where do we want to go? Where do we want to go right now? Okay. Um, fifth pick, and if anything, this will only surprise people that it didn't come up sooner. Uh, in my head, I'm thinking of filling out that uh, that world championship tournament. Uh, I'm taking Finn Balor as my fifth pick. Very nice. Very nice. For my next pick, I'm going to take one of my favorites, but I'm also taking someone who I do believe is extremely talented, and I am going to take Matt Riddle. Okay. Riddle for the fifth. Okay. And just to recap, now that we're halfway through on SmackDown, I've got Austin Theory, Seth Rollins, Kaiser and Vinci, Rhea Ripley, and Finn Balor. Sal has Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, The Usos, Charlotte Flair, and Matthew Riddell. Um, let's see here. I'm going to go for another tag team. Uh-huh. Give someone for, for for Kaiser and Vinci to fight against. But also, a couple of fellas who can do singles things in their own right. For my sixth pick, I am taking the Street Profits. Very nice. Good thing you did, because Tez was coming off that board real soon. <sighs> and I was going to draft him <clears throat> separately. Okay. I need, let's see here, I need somebody to feud with the Usos, but I want somebody new to feud with the Usos. I know they're both heels, but I'm going to take Pretty Deadly with my next pick. Okay. I'm debating, because there's something that is... Do I take now, or do I see if they can if they if they can slip if they can last out another round? And I go. I think I'm going to bet on the, that choice slipping another round, and I will take the current undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. That's Very my seventh pick. pick. Very good pick, especially combined. Uh, I am not waiting. I cannot wait. I need to draft the next big thing in this business. Brock Lesnar. No, I am drafting him. I am drafting Carmelo Hayes. Excellent. 
Excellent choice. Excellent choice. And I was uh, debating last round who who I would see, who I would keep, take immediately, and who I would let slip. My let slip was also an NXT individual. I think you know where I'm going here. I'm going to take that Aussie legend himself, Grayson Waller, as my eighth pick. Very, very nice. Now, I need someone to fight Charlotte, and I don't think that these two have really had much interaction. For my next pick, I draft Bianca Belair. So the women's champions are staying staying put. Uh, and on that note, I need uh, I need someone to, to feud with Rhea. And um, you just broke up a family, you son of a bitch. But I'm going to keep one together, and I'm going to take Becky Lynch as my ninth my ninth pick. Very nice, very nice. Okay, so for my next pick. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to take a guy who I think has explosiveness and fierceness and just in-ring presence that you would not believe. I am going to take Ilya Dragunov. Okay. It'll be interesting to see how he how he manages on the main roster. Uh, so before we go into the last round here, again, I've picked Austin Theory, Seth Rollins, Imperium, Rhea Ripley, Finn Balor, The Street Profits, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, Grayson Waller, and Becky Lynch. Sal has chosen Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, The Usos, Charlotte Flair, Matt Riddle, Pretty Deadly, Carmelo Hayes, Bianca Belair, and Ilya Dragunov. There are so many folks left on the board. Told you this would go for for our for our tenth <laughs> picks here. Hmm. No, I think I'm going to do it to you. I'm going to keep Imperium whole and take Gunther as my 10th pick. Very good pick. Very good pick. Um, There are a lot of younger people still available, and if you're building a brand, going younger is never a bad idea. However, despite this man being in his mid-40s, he is an absolute animal. He's a specimen. Batista. He even has a favorite pose. I am going to pick Bobby Lashley. All right. So going into what, what, are the, what was it called when they were just picked by, by random? The, the, was that the lottery portion of the draft? Yes. After after Raw goes off the air mm. and you're just refreshing the website like, who's going to go? <laughs> uh, SmackDown has the United States champion, Austin Theory, Seth Rollins team of Gun, uh, Gunther, Kaiser, and Vinci. The SmackDown Women's Champion, Rhea Ripley. The Intercontinental Champion, Gunther, by the way. So I have both secondary titles on my show. Mm-hmm. And you're going to make a new world champion, so you'll have three singles champions. Good luck. Make one of them special. <laughs> Rhea Ripley, Finn Balor, the Street Profits, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, Grayson Waller, Becky Lynch, and on your show, Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, 
say, yeah, but your main title is only going to show up once every four months. So, uh, uh, the way I book it. <laughs> <laughs> Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, The Usos, Charlotte Flair, Matt Riddle, Pretty Deadly, Carmelo Hayes, Bianca Belair, Ilya Dragunov, and Bobby Lashley. Not bad. Not bad Not at bad. all. So go ahead and uh, tell us on Twitter or on our Discord or via email how terrible our sound I did at our, our picks. I'm sure we'll hear it from the folks in the host thread as well. Um, just how how awful we did, but um, it's a fun little experiment to, to to hype us up for the for the uh, for the draft that starts in a couple of days here. Mm-hmm. Now let's put our picks into GM mode in uh, 2K. <laughs> and- <laughs> I uh, GM mode has been available for three four years at this point. I have opened it not once really see back the last time i bought a 2k game which actually no i'm sorry it wasn't a 2k game it was smackdown versus raw 2010 um they had gm mode and you had to but they had three shows in the video game they had ecw as one too (laughs) so um you could draft a roster, but then you had to like put the show together and like make it interesting, and like you would get four, five, or three or two stars depending on how interesting See, you made it. And that is exactly why I don't play that mode <laughs> because I don't have I don't have the brain for that. I don't have the brain. I, I don't have the Jason brain of coming up with fun storylines and shit. So oh, when I you, just the only when thing I fucking wanted was who I wanted to see in there. So when y'all are like, "Well, let's fantasy book this," I'm like, "Uh, uh, uh and You're you know like, what no, I prefer up, when they do it for me. <laughs> what, and what what happens up here is either the uh, AOL dial-up sound or uh, from The Simpsons. Nice. Very, very nice. Said something about a land of chocolate? That was ten minutes ago! Uh. <laughs> of all the obscure Simpsons lines you it's could have referenced, a great episode, I did not expect that one. <laughs> we come from a land of chocolate. Ooh. A land of chocolate. <laughs> Uh, on that note. <laughs> on that note. Uh, Sal, thanks for hanging out. Thanks, buddy. This was fun. Fun. A little mock draft. Get everybody excited for the actual draft that's happening very, on Friday night. Very mock. Very mock. Um, we draft. Friday nights is for drafting, Michael. <laughs> we draft on Friday nights, Michael. <laughs> Michael. 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 Oh, God, I would prefer him back over Booker T at this point. Booker T is like, he doesn't even know what he's saying. <laughs> he gets confused every, by his own words. But every so often you get, oh, and like, you fucking diesel, what the fuck are you doing? Let me tell you something, Vic, it's all about checks and championships, all right? You know what I'm saying? Checks and championships, Vic. <laughs> I'm a roof of the heel right now, you know, but then in two seconds, I'm a roof of the face. But then in a minute after that, I'm a roof of the heel again. And you ain't going to know. You ain't going to see it coming. You know, I had a dream where you died. 
Oh God. Uh, you know something big. You know something big. That family, that D'Angelo family. Let me tell you something. They know how to how to how to be in a match. Booker, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's gone to the point where Vic Joseph starts calling him out now, and he's like, "Do you know what I mean?" <laughs> just waiting for Booker on commentary to be like, "Hey, Shucky Ducky Quack Quack," and Vic's just like, "I can't fucking take it anymore." Just blows. He's his fucking done brains that. Out. He's done Shucky Ducky Quack Quack. Yeah, but then Vic needs to pull out a gun and blow his fucking brains out. Uh, uh. He actually, he actually used Shucky you. Ducky. He used Shucky Ducky Quack Quack as an innuendo this week, talking about Brooks and uh, and and um, Kiana James. He was like, "That boy is in love. Don't you know what that means, Vic? Don't you know that they're talking about that Shucky Ducky Quack Quack?" <laughs> I fucking hate it so much. Yeah, well, we can blame Pat McAfee for not wanting to work a full-time schedule on the road. Get, 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 get me the fuck out of here. That being said, I really do enjoy Wade Barrett. Hey, think the commentators get drafted this year? I was telling somebody about about our, our running Wade Barrett impersonation gag on the show, but hell if I can remember who it was. But I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Get us out of here, would you? Well, I guess that means we will smack your ass raw next time. But what if the ass gets drafted to NXT? I don't think you can draft two NXT. Only from. Bye, Stanger. Well, then again, maybe Paul Cruz and DiJack got drafted to NXT. Bye-bye. <laughs> that was ten minutes ago. <laughs> mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at rundownnetwork 
Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production.